Okay, creators, I have a freshly brewed cup of chai right next to me. So you know what that means? It's time for another episode of the True to You podcast. Welcome to the True to You podcast, your go-to show for practical wisdom to build a meaningful, creative small business. You'll find content on marketing, mindset, and tons of experts who want to help you grow a thriving small business that you love. My guests are exceptionally creative women building businesses from their zone of genius, all while balancing many other roles in their life. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. unreasonable business strategy. What do I mean by that? Sounds like a bit of an oxymoron. How is being unreasonable going to grow your business? I hear you thinking, should we even listen to this? I challenge you to listen very carefully because if you look at anyone that you admire in business, anyone that you admire in your industry, they have probably been unreasonable at some point in time. In fact, the more you look, the more you find this quality of unreasonableness. Now, to be unreasonable, this is my own definition, but the way I see it, to be unreasonable is to go over and above, to get outside the norm, the normal normies, as you've probably heard some people call it, uh, muggles, muggle life, right? It's to go beyond what's expected, what's normal by the culture. And most of us, if we're plugged in in some way, the culture, and I say that in air quotes, you can't see me air quoting, but the culture is something that we simply mirror and we reflect. And it's usually... A bunch of narratives, there's a whole lot of other elements to it, but there's a bunch of narratives that have us decide what is reasonable and what is unreasonable. And if you're being unreasonable, you are challenging some of those narratives. You are going beyond what seems possible into the impossible, into the unknown. And I think the thing with unreasonable is it's quite a powerful word. And if you were to look up the dictionary definition, I struggle with saying that, my apologies. (laughs) Sounded like something way worse. Dictionary definition, then you would find a word that would probably turn you off. If you had the traits of being unreasonable, you'd probably go, Ruby, I don't really want to be seen as unreasonable. Like that, they're making it out to be something really bad and not ideal and how could that even grow our business so I want you to be careful because words are powerful as we know and there's a lot of words that have certain associations that mean that we don't even look deeper at them and I find this very interesting you can look at the etymology of words and you can go back in history and realize that oftentimes some words that we use now, some words that have been popularized, meant something completely different 
way back when, hundreds of years ago, I'm talking. So unreasonable is one of those words that for most of us has an association with bad, wrong, unfair, diva status, right? You know, we think of the pop stars that are totally unreasonable and they have unreasonable demands. That diva status is not something that we want to carry because who wants to be around someone like that, right? But you could say, well, they got diva status for a reason. But usually unreasonable means being excessive, like I said, going above and beyond. It's not fair to display unreasonable behavior or put unreasonable demands on people. And when you hear that, you're probably thinking, I don't want to be too much. I don't want to be demanding. I don't want to be excessive. And I don't want to be coming across as a diva to any of my clients. So the feeling that you might be judged by your audience, by your market, by your clients, or heaven forbid, those people closest to you is a threat. So immediately we think of the word unreasonable, we think threat and we go, oh, no, no, no way. I'm not going there. Like I said, if you go purely off the dictionary definition, you're not even going to consider this idea. But I want you to stay with me because I want to share some examples of how we've used this idea of being unreasonable in our business and other people out there that are actually very likable folk that are doing unreasonable things. So you're probably excited right now and you're thinking, okay, cool, I'm on board, let's keep going. Or you are afraid because you don't like to live on the wild side or you don't like things that are unknown concepts and your nervous system is starting to recoil at the thought because any kind of excessive exposure or any kind of judgment or doing things wrong is seen by your nervous system as a threat. Mentally a threat, your nervous system, physi your physiology is going, oh, I don't know if I could handle being unreasonable in my business. So the first thing I would say on that is that's okay. Okay, if you get a bodily response to that word, that's a little sign for you. If you're a little bit crazy and a little bit wild and you go, yeah, let's do it then you either have a nervous system that's conditioned to expand and to do big things or there's something else that we don't know about you. So I would say take a moment to listen to that response and realize that this unreasonable way of being in your business is something that takes training. It's going to take mental training and it's also going to require you to build some inner strength, build some capacity to be able to do unusual, big, different things to what is out there. Or being unreasonable can sometimes mean being a little bit extreme, a little bit excessive. And we need to build capacity for that. We need to build strength. It's not something as business owners that we typically have on day one, unless we've had some other training in our life, unless we have been a childhood star in Hollywood, maybe you might have a little bit of that, but most of us aren't, right? Most of us aren't childhood Hollywood stars. 
Okay, so here's the scoop. Anyone that you admire in your industry, anyone that stands out or has been unreasonable at some point in time, as I mentioned earlier, you look to anyone in your industry that you admire. Anyone that stands out as doing something a little different to what's out there. Anyone that has grown a profile, grown an audience, they have been unreasonable for a period of time or at some point in time. Anyone that's at the forefront of innovation, any of the devices, gadgets, things that make your life easier has had unreasonable ideas at some point in time. Ideas that seem so crazy that maybe they couldn't even get funding for them. Maybe it took them years to get that science off the ground or to take that idea and turn it into something three-dimensional that we can hold. Those people have all been unreasonable at some point. And if you're a small business owner, particularly if you're a creative and you want to use your creative skills to make an impact of any kind through your work, whether that be the impact of your clients or your community or, or the planet, you're going to have to be a little unreasonable. So when you hear that, you probably realize, okay, I think there's something in this because yeah, I look at the patterns and I look at the people that I look up to and yeah, this definitely this this element of a little bit crazy, of a little bit excessive, of a little bit extreme. And so maybe there's something in that. Maybe that's okay. Maybe that's acceptable. And maybe we're too extreme on the other end. Maybe we're too extremely safe. Maybe we keep people too extremely small and keep them in their boxes and don't offer opportunities for ideas and new ways of seeing and doing things in the world, right? We've got to create the conditions for that. On one hand, you've got to have places where you're able to do that. But I would also say that it takes you leading that. It takes you putting your hand up and saying, I think I've got something here. I think this is one way that we could approach this problem. I think this is one way that we could get this result for you. It's a little different. It's a little extreme, but I want you to trust me, okay? So there'll be times where you need to say that to your clients. There'll be times where you need to offer suggestions that won't be typical ways of approaching things. Now, I'm not saying to be unsafe. I'm not saying to go against the standards of your industry that allow things to be safe. But if I think back to a couple of examples, one being the time when I was an architect, which is nearly a decade ago, would you believe that I left that profession? And there were times that we needed to be unreasonable in order to offer new, innovative, exciting solutions to our clients. And they would often be shut down at first. 
they would often be laughed at or told, oh, I don't think that's possible by other consultants or by builders. So I've had many experiences where attempting to be unreasonable is not an easy thing, not easy at all. However, the more you practice and the more you get a name for being unreasonable, the easier it gets and the more people are going to seek you out as well because you are defined by something that is different and people are seeking different things. People are looking for unique ideas. If someone's going to engage an architect, they don't want what they could get down the road in a housing estate. The reason they engage the architect is different ideas, innovations, and someone that is a little unreasonable. And then the other example that I thought of was when I spent some time with Lululemon. I was with that company for around five years. And they, for a lot of employees, would come across as unreasonable. They put unreasonable demands on their employees to show up in the community. And ultimately that drove the growth of the business. Yes, so yes, it was helping the overall growth of the business. But what this allowed us to do at a store level was to create these incredible communities where every day when you're in the store, there would be people coming in that you knew that you had met in a yoga class, an instructor, or perhaps the PT from the local gym. And it was wild. It was fun. It was such a good time. And you got to connect with these people and be able to share things that would then change their businesses, connect them with other people. If it wasn't for those unreasonable expectations on us as employees, we would have been like every other sportswear business out there. And we would have been doing things that everybody else was doing and probably wouldn't have seen the insane growth that we saw when I was with the company. And now, obviously, the, all of their innovations as well on top of that, unreasonable ideas, which at times didn't work. Some of their things didn't work. A lot of their things did and they got an amazing reputation for them, but there were times that things didn't work. And so you've got to be okay with a little bit of that as well, that not everything's going to work. But if you have in mind who you are creating things for and what is possible for them when they get this pair of great tights on their body and they're no longer having all of the issues that they had with their previous active wear. There's a real opportunity there to change someone's life and have them feel a certain way. And so if we weren't unreasonable on so many levels in that company, there would, wouldn't have been the unprecedented benefits on the other side of that. Relationships, connections, yes, financial growth, cool products, innovations in technology in terms of fabrics and things like that. I'm sure there's people out there that don't love Lululemon, love other brands for different reasons. They have certainly had the attention and realized that putting yourself out there and being a little unreasonable may attract attention, may attract great attention that you want, 
that grows your business, it may attract some attention that you don't want. And I'm not condoning that negative attention and I'm not saying that you should have to put up with that. However, any path that we've forged towards something great is always going to face polarizing ideas and opinions about your work. It's a fact of being human is my belief. And so if we can find strategies to work with that and to have support mechanisms, you can also move through those experiences. I'm not going to go too deep into that, but I just wanted to say that 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 is a possibility. I'm not saying that it's all roses when we decide to step out of the box and be a little unreasonable. Okay, let's get into some examples of unreasonable strategies that have grown our business and I also see in other businesses that have had a really astronomically positive effect. And some of these people you will be familiar with perhaps and some of these people not so much. But I wanted to give these specific examples because the unreasonable behavior can span your whole business from your sales and your marketing to how you spend your time to how you show up in the business and what you create. I talked about innovation earlier. I'm not going to go deep into the innovation aspect because I think that is probably already a given that if you want to create an innovative business that you're going to have to be unreasonable with some of your ideas. Okay, first example is how to be more unreasonable in your marketing by being prolific. And when I say prolific, I'm talking about going above and beyond. What's an unreasonable amount of emails to send, an unreasonable amount of reels to post, an unreasonable amount of podcast episodes to do in a week, YouTube videos. There's so many ways that we can be prolific in our marketing these days. And one person that comes to mind is an email marketer that you may or may not have heard of. He's an email marketer and a pretty well-known copywriter in the copywriting industry. His name is Ben Settle. And I have to confess that I did not find this guy. John found this guy and he's also, as with any of these people that you get onto, has led me to want to learn from a bunch of other people. And anyway, Ben Settle sends an email every single day. Seven days a week, he sends emails. That doesn't always mean that he's sitting down and writing an email. I know that he some days will batch multiple emails in one day and that way he can send out several across a week without having to worry about sitting down every single day. However, the guy writes every day and he also sends out a paid printed newsletter every month, which is really fun to get because it comes via FedEx and not many people in Australia get FedEx parcels, so it's always it's always a moment in your day. It's always one of those exciting moments. And he does a bunch of other things. He's written a ton of novels, but the guy is prolific with marketing, with email marketing in particular. And to the point where when he is selling, so once a month in the last week, 
especially the last few days of a month, he will be making offers and sometimes they're affiliate offers, but particularly at the end of the month, he'll be making an offer to sign up for his printed email newsletter. And when he goes into this mode, he is sending multiple emails a day on the last couple of days. And you're probably listening to me and you're thinking, oh, who really wants to get five emails from me on one day? Well, if you are good enough at your writing, if you become a great writer, just like if you become a great podcaster or YouTuber or you you have amazing content, people will take as much as they can. And sometimes they'll leave a couple of things. They're not going to consume every single thing, but you're prolific enough that you're always front of mind for that person. Now, this might not apply to you if you have work stacked up for the next few months and you are getting mad referrals you don't have to worry too much about marketing but if you are still fairly early in business or you know what I'm actually not going to make excuses for being early or later in business because our motto in creator club is always be marketing Time and time again, we hear from creators who say, I stopped marketing for a month, a few weeks, and my business totally changed. I don't have as many referrals. I don't have as many leads coming through. So that is why we say always be marketing. Now, you have to create your own strategy that works for you and works for your time constraints. But my question to you on being unreasonable is what if you got a little prolific with one aspect of your marketing? What could happen? Now, recently we tested this inside Creator Club with a really fun challenge. We called it the 21 day build your voice challenge. And our expectation was that they would create three pieces of content a day over 21 days. So 21 times three is 63 pieces of content, I think. Am I right on the mass? Someone tell me. 63 pieces of content in 21 days, and that could be an email, that could be a podcast, an Instagram reel, an Instagram post, it could be a tweet, whatever it is. You needed to put three pieces of content out. And this was a really great way for people over a set period of time to dial up their prolificness. And we saw some incredible results when they did that. There was very few people that went above and beyond what they normally do. And there was a downside to that. Almost all of them, there was an upside, whether it be growing their following, whether it be more leads or hopefully more sales. And so I would invite you if you are feeling as though prolificness is a little crazy and a little insane and you don't want to be one of those people to think about what opportunities might be out there for you if you are front of mind of your clients. Now, you you want most of this to be quality, but we can also be documenting the process. We can also be taking people behind the scenes. And... I don't think there's ever a thing as too much content because 
whether you put out a lot of content on one channel or whether you spread your content across multiple channels and ideally that's what you're doing over time people are going to seek you out if you're interesting and if you're a little unreasonable which means that you're innovating and bringing different ideas to the market and doing things in in fun exceptional ways then people are going to seek you out they're going to find you on Instagram then they're going to find your podcast and then they're going to sign up for your emails and then and then and then and then and then this is the new reality that we are in and I think that if we deny that then we might be denying ourselves of some really cool opportunities have any of you heard of a guy called Mr Beast I only heard about Mr. Beast in the last few days from John and then I feel like I've he heard a few online marketers talk about this Mr. Beast character and I'm like, what is, who is this person? Is he some kind of guy jacked up on a lot of steroids? <laughs> I think of like Liver King and if anybody knows who Liver King is, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But anyway, no, Mr. Beast is a 24 year old guy called Jimmy Donaldson and he's based in the US he's a YouTuber that's where he started his content journey he now has a hundred million subscribers a hundred million a hundred million that there's not many people with a hundred million YouTube subscribers you're probably up there with some of the top top people he is the epitome of unreasonable. This kid is so ridiculously unreasonable. He has outrageous stunts that he performs on people. He does these challenges. There's these antics that he gets up to and he films all of it. I was just on his YouTube channel before I went to record this and I was cracking myself out laughing. I realized there's this whole world out there of YouTube that I'm not obsessed with, but Mr. Beast is someone that I could totally tune into every day and be entertained. And the kid is a normal, normal guy. He's very smiley, maybe a little bit nerdy, you could say, but anyway, he's now consequently worth 56 million, I think, is his net worth currently. And people think that it's going to go well well beyond that but the only reason the only reason okay maybe not the only reason but one of the key reasons was that the guy was unreasonable with his content the things that he put out there and the prolificness of his content combined have attributed to his success and his fame the other way we can look at unreasonableness in our business is time now, someone that you should really read if you want approaches to time management that are like nothing else you will have ever read in any kind of self-help, personal development, business books. <laughs> His name is Dan Kennedy and he's an older guy. He's one of the older uh, direct sales, direct marketing gurus out there and you'll either love him or hate him and I always preface conversations around Dan Kennedy with the creators by saying that because I know that his style is not for everyone but when it comes to time management he has a great book called No BS 
approach to time management. I think that's the title. He is 100% no BS and unreasonable when it comes to protecting his time. He creates very tight containers. You cannot go past the minute in terms of the time that he has allocated to spend with you. He's only reachable by facts and the faxes only come through his secretary who lives in, or his personal assistant rather. Secretary sounds really old school. Do we even use that word anymore? His personal assistant who actually lives in another state. He doesn't have internet in his house. He's never been on Amazon. The guy has created a fortress <laughs> around himself and his business, but it has allowed him again to be prolific with his writing. He's written a number of books. He used to speak something like a hundred days out of the year. He would go on these crazy tours around the US and overseas. And it's only because he was unreasonable with his time. And it, it took years, mind you, for him to dial this stuff in. He wasn't perfect from day one. He didn't know this stuff. He didn't know how extreme he had a to be with it from day one but you can start to bring in unreasonable measures around your time it could be the time of day that you respond to emails how many days per week you respond to emails whether you take phone calls or zoom calls whether you meet people in person or do walking meetings there's all sorts of things that you can do in order to be a little unreasonable and you know what i know a lot of people think that you should be generous with your time and you should go above and beyond. You can be generous though in a very short space of time. If you're good at what you do and you're in a meeting and you're providing advice to someone, you don't have to spend hours with them for them to get real value. In fact, if you're unreasonable and you really tighten up your time constraints on how you interact with your clients, then you're also forcing yourself to give the value in a short space of time. And I have to say, I'm still with you on this. I'm still learning how to do this myself. But some of these ideas that are more unreasonable, I can definitely see how they have created the results for him that they have created. And the final example I want to leave you with is being unreasonable with your in-person events. If you're someone that has in-person events or is wanting to create in-person events, this is a really cool opportunity for you to be unreasonable with the participants. Again, this might be the container that you create, the timing around that, the rules of the game, or it might be the experience that you give them. And I'm definitely seeing in this past six months, especially people taking this idea of unreasonableness after we'd been shut down for two years and going next level with it, creating events that feel like a USC fight with all sorts of cool lighting and smoke machines and all of this through to the experiences that are much smaller but very potent and very powerful. So it's really cool to see people taking this opportunity that we now have and not holding back on the unreasonableness. An example of where we did this was a retreat that we held three years ago now 
up in Queensland. That's in the northern area of Australia, much warmer, more tropical and much easier to do things in the water. Although we ended up doing this in a pool in the, the big house that we rented. John is a mad keen freediver. He loves freediving and spearfishing. So he decided to do un- something unreasonable and that was spend half a day with these business owners teaching them freediving. We got this very well-known freediving instructor in to teach them and spend half a day with them. They learn everything from the basic breathing techniques to calm their nervous system, to getting in the pool in their wetsuits and spending time doing breath holds underwater. And this is an experience that no other business retreat that we had heard of had ever done, but it created something that they would then talk about for years and years on end. We've done things like taking people's phones away for four days and doing complete immersion meditation retreats. Now, those sorts of things are very common now, but when we started doing that four or five years ago, it was a lot more uncommon and a lot more unreasonable to expect a bunch of business owners from the city to not be without their phones for four days. But being unreasonable led to an incredible experience that again, they now talk about years and years later and they ask us, when are you going to do another one of these? We want to come along. Can you make sure that you still do retreats? So that's really cool to know that they had such an incredible experience off the back of that because we did something a little different. So if you're planning to do in-person events, I want you to think about this one phrase as you go to plan. This this can also be relevant to online events as well. Think zagging, not zigging. Most people zig. Most people go with the crowd. Most people do what everyone else is doing and create the same kind of experiences. How could you zag a little? How could you be a little unreasonable? How could you create an experience that blows their minds that they've never seen before? It could mean that you bring different people from other industries into your event. It could mean that you speak on topics that are challenging but really important for your industry. There are a ton of ways to be unreasonable that don't require lots of time or even money giving you some ways to manage your time in unreasonable way so there you go you don't have that excuse anymore what I want you to do now is after listening to this I want you to find some time in your week in the next week and I want you to sit down with your journal with a piece of paper google doc whatever it is and put the word unreasonable at the top of the page and I want you to think about some ways that you can bring unreasonableness, unreasonable behavior into your small business. Again, would that be how many offers you share, how frequently you share offers, how prolific your marketing is? Could you dial up one aspect of your marketing and do more than anybody else out there in your industry? Could you innovate your marketing? Could you document your journey more because nobody else is doing that? Your time, how could you be unreasonable with your time or your energy? And finally, events, if that is something that you do, masterclasses, 
If there's things where you bring people together, how could you create an element of unreasonableness in those experiences? There you have it. That is this week's episode. I hope you liked it. I hope you are now a convert towards the side of unreasonableness. I can't wait to hear how you implement this in your small business. Go forth and conquer. Go forth and be a little more unreasonable. Bye for now.